This is Rating Descending. Where we watch IMDb's worst 250 movies so you don't have to. I'm Michelle St. Clair. I'm Abigail Ward. And this week we watched Rejep Ivedik 2. Rejep gets a job and tries to find a wife to please his ailing grandmother. Let's watch. Concise. Nice. It's a goodie. That's a goodie. Michelle, I had a very, um, I had an epiphany in my in my shower this morning. That's good. I love a good shower epiphany. Yeah, showers are. I mean, I had I I also I'm not a morning shower person, but I had a shower this morning. Wow. Great feeling. You know, I'm not always a morning shower person either. I mean, there was notoriously a week in 2018 where I forgot to shower for a week, yeah. but I didn't even smell. I just forgot. You yeah. know, I don't think I'm a very sweaty person. I'm actually kind of proud and impressed that I got away for not, with not showering for a week in 2018. Sure. Yeah, that's that's great. I'm really <laughs> hey, proud of that you. That was my epiphany this yeah. morning. No, my epiphany this morning was that I woke up incredibly stressed out thinking about what I had to do yeah. and how I got into the shower to like get ready for the day. And it really just, I really started thinking about how stress impacts my life. It, it's it's all consuming. It affects every part of, of my life. It, yeah. And it's not even like... It, it's not even just stress. I think it's the stress and anxiety hand in hand. Yeah. Like, all I have is terrible, like, self-talk in my head, no, like, nonstop being like, oh, I have to do this, but it's going to be terrible. And, and and I've got to get these things done today, but I'm not going to be able to do it. Like, it's always this miserable chatter in my head being like, there's so much to do and you are not competent enough to get it done. And I had the shower and it's not like I really had the revelation of how to fix this, but I really had this eye-opening experience in the shower where I was thinking through all of my thought processes this morning and thinking, I'm miserable all the time because I let stress really ruin my mood a lot of the time. Yeah. I came out of the shower and Claude noticed. He was like, you feel, you seem different. And I was like, I feel different. I feel like I just had this moment in the shower where I kind of just had enough of being stressed and I'm just going to have a nice day. Even if I have yeah. stuff that I have to get done and I don't want to do it, I'm still going to have a nice day. I'm healthy. Yeah. I can feed myself. I'm going to see some friends. It'll be fine. And it's not like I'm. this is like a guaranteed fix forever, but Sometimes you do just get caught up in these like bad moods or these bad stresses and you just take a moment to step outside yourself and you're like, actually, everything's fine. Yeah. We just need to bring the mood up a little bit. Yeah. It's it, tough. It can be it can be really hard to do that, but it can be really helpful if you do, you know, just go like, hey, I don't need to let this ruin the rest of my day because it's not related to the rest of my day. Exactly. Because I also had an epiphany in my shower this Whoa. morning. I was standing there and I was like, Wait, what the heck? Why it's so wet in here? Oh my! What, what the? When this room gets so wet in here? What happened? And then what I came out, the? and and my darling girlfriend Brooke you have a was girlfriend? was looking. Yeah, I do. And she was looking at me, and similar similar to Claude, commented, what, "What the heck? Why are you so wet?" And I was like, "I know, right? That's crazy. You know, How's it, why I get so wet there?" I know. I tried to have a semi-emotional moment talking about my shower epiphany, but fuck, you made that so much funnier <laughs> with that insight. <laughs> Such a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> Who thought of that joke? Me, I did just now. Hmm. Did you mm, just look at the shower now. head with little droplets of water coming out and you were like, what the heck? Oh, where that's is where it was from? coming out. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was just, yeah, because I was just standing in the bath like I do every day. And I was just like, waiting. Yeah, well, I mean, normally when I do it, it's not wet. But this time I was like, where the heck? There's nothing quite like a dry shower. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's, it's you just so soak good. soak yourself up and then clean yourself off. 
Mm, whereas what I hate is outside wet time. Mm. You know, I'm like, water, you belong in the ocean. What yes. are you doing in the sky? That's yes, crazy. That's right. That's why you do your anti-rain dance in the backyard every week. Yeah, yeah. Stay away, rain. Rain, rain, go away, come again. That's a, what's that from? Round the twist. No, but I mean, it's a it's a nursery rhyme. Yeah. Before that. It's what's a nursery the, rhyme. What's the rest of it? Which one's that from? Is that the guy who bumped his head? The guy who bumped his, the old get man? back together again. He, no. <laughs> he dumpty. He couldn't, I think he dies or something in it. Because he, he, he's like sleeping and then he, then he bumps his head. And you know, then we could he, easily Google this. He, and then he couldn't get up in the morning. That one. Oh, that yeah. guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, everyone knows him. <laughs> this is not how you describe nursery rhymes. <laughs> you know, the, the egg man, he falls over. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, well, I found Rain Rain Go Away on supersimplesongs.com. Okay. Which is the only kind of song that I like to adhere to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just reading it. I'm just looking at your Spotify playlist. <laughs> <laughs> it has a round folk song index number of <laughs> of 19,096. What? Rain, rain, go away. I don't know what a round index number is. <laughs> but you said wow before it as if you did. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's. They think it is from the 17th century or earlier. It doesn't give me the full fucking song. Yeah. All it said was the most common modern version is Rain Rain, Go Away, Come Again Another Day. <laughs> There's more to that song. This is what people come here for, is for us to break down all these nursery rhymes. But that's like, it, it, of course it's an old fra- an, an old one. They they all are. That's why they're fucking gibberish now. They mm. don't none of them mean anything anymore. Yesterday I was watching something with Brooke and then they said waste not, want not, and I'm like, you know what? What is that? I know I know it means don't be wasteful. Why? That, that's not what those mm. those words don't make a... What's happening? Yeah, two words don't Waste make not, a right. Want not? I don't want it. What? <laughs> <laughs> also, the whole thing of, like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. That's crazy. That's insane. You can. You can have your cake, and on top of that, you can then eat it. But I, it's just... It's also crazy because, the like... Eating the cake is the intended point of having it. Yeah, like, why would you have cake without the purpose of eating it? Yeah, I'm and not hoarding like, cake without eating it. Having cake is basically the same notion as eating cake because, yeah, no one hoards cake. It's right? more, you it, have cake, you know you're going to eat it. Yeah, I know it's meant to be like, well, but if you eat the cake, then there's no more cake. But the, per- the like, it doesn't work because the yeah. purpose of the cake is to eat it. It's more like you can have your cake, but then you can't eat it. Which so you're like, bitch is oh, hoarding ah. cakes. Yeah. Like, who's just having cake? It's like, what if money was edible? You can't have now the money and yeah. Gas. See there you go. You can't you can't have your chocolate coin and eat it too. Yeah. 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 So right. then it all comes down to like inflationary measures. Can I buy more nutri- more nutrition with this chocolate coin or do or I want the sweet? Do I just want the chocolate coin right now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we right. so okay, so we're we've in Candyland. We now know the Oh unit baby, we've of- been in Candyland this whole time. <laughs> Well, now, I was born in Candyland, molded by it, molded by it. Now that we have the unit of currency in Candyland, and we have an uh, uh, an insight into the inflationary problems. You know who runs Candyland, though? The Candyman. Well, the, the, the Candyman candy can. can. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just a can of a can of Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but what I want to know is, is that his political slogan because he's running for president or is he like a monarch of Candyland? Um, I think that he's the monarch of Candyland. Like Fuck he inherited Candyland. Fuck monarchy. <laughs> Are you going to overthrow the Candyman? Yeah, man? down with Candyman. You're going to guillotine the Candyman? You're yeah, going to put I him am. back inside that can? Fucking viva the revolution. Going to kill him. Ah. 
Guillotine the Candyman. Shit, this is getting dark. No, it's not. It's not getting dark enough. I'm going to be the Robespierre of Candyland, and then they're going to kill me. But a new flourishing republic will emerge in its place, and then there'll still be imperialism, and we'll have to fucking deal with that in a few hundred years. Oh, you know what planet the Candyland is on? No, I don't. Mars bar. You didn't even need to add the bar, though. Did you snicker? I got it from Mars because it... Did you snicker? That's also the name of the company, so it works with that. Yeah, yeah, I sni- yeah, like a snicker bar, yeah. These, these jokes are, are bountiful. <sighs> Get betwixt it all. Twix. What? Twix. Yeah, no, I know it's Twix, but that that's not a... F- that's not get, a, get betwixt it. <laughs> that's not what As if it's not say. the tagline. <laughs> Yo, dude, get betwixt it. It's like you're saying that thing, get amongst yeah, it. Yeah, get betwixt it. My, I love get amongst it. I never say it. I don't actually like to say it, but I love it because it makes me think of this one guy I worked with who was so sweet, but he said get amongst it. He didn't. Some people are like, yeah, 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 we've got to get amongst it as like a general meaning of like, let's get into it. But he would yeah. say it almost the way that you would say, cool. Or, yeah. or how I go that is radical. What it, that's what it's become. It's it's really like, I love that. Let's get amongst it. Oh, get amongst it. Sick. Get but that's that's it. that's crazy. That's yeah. insi- that, if like, someone I, says he like, would be oh, like man. do you want a coffee? And I'd say, yeah, soy maca. And then he would go, yeah, get amongst it. I'm yeah, like, get amongst, get amongst the soy maca. Co- like the soy maca. Get in it. I you could get betwixt it even. That's not, that's not. Betwixt the soy and the mocha. Hey, you know, this week we watched uh, <laughs> <laughs> Recep Ivedic 2. I'm not done with Candyland. But I am. Ah! <laughs> We're executing the Candy King. No. And that's all there is to it. Uh, we don't, didn't we criminalize, like, isn't capital punishment, like, phased out in the Candyland? Aren't they just about rehabilitation? Yeah, that's about the state not killing people. We're yeah. killing the state. Nice. <laughs> Get amongst it. <laughs> Okay, now that we've got a good punchline, this week we watched Reship <laughs> <laughs> Ivedic 2. Did we? I don't know what I watched. Well, I also watched Reship Ivedic 1. Because I didn't. I couldn't put myself through it. Hey, you know what? Respect. Good. Yeah, respect. <laughs> you didn't, respect. You didn't, you didn't really miss there anything. There are just some weeks where I'm like, I'm not doing the research into this one i'm not like watching the movies because yeah. i've just i value my time too much oh yeah like we've had some recently where we didn't watch through the whole series partly because mm. of time or partly because it's a whole franchise where there's not really any need to i like to when it's my week or in the case of something like this we will have to do three to four more of them Fuck, i forgot there was more yeah oh yeah <laughs> i want to know what the first one was like because this second one felt like a first movie that's what Mm. confused me it didn't feel like the continuation of something it felt like the start of something so what the fuck happened in the first one well it's interesting i mean there's a whole history into it we're not that into the episode but i've got some like history in the overview bit do you want to just go straight into it please i need some context on what the fuck i just watched let's go baby tubular dude (laughs) let's get betwixt it's catchy. People will say it. <laughs> bold. Bold I'm going to make some fucking rating descending merch that just says get betwixt it. Are you you're saying that our first merch is just going to be get betwixt yes. it? Yes. <laughs> Fans, yeah. email us at ratingdescending at gmail.com if you would like a get betwixt it shirt emailed and emailed to you, mailed to you. Many podcasts, when they want to start getting advertisements, they go to like, 
adamandeve.com, Squarespace, you know, the classics. We're going to go straight to Mars and get Twix. <laughs> <laughs> or does Nestle make twist, Twix? Dude, uh, Fuck Nestle. I don't know, yeah. West hey, Bible. my great-grandmother worked, great-grandfather worked for Nestle. Oh, well, then he's complicit. Yeah, no, <laughs> he made Milo. Okay, that's cool. He's a good dude. Still complicit. I don't think the fans know this, but guys, you're welcome. My great-grandfather was on the Nestle team that made Milo. Not even kidding. Important, though, this doesn't mean that this is not the reveal that Abby is a nepotism baby. Employees don't get the profits. Yeah, he didn't get royalties. (laughs) He was part of Nestle. He was an employee of Nestle. I am not a Milo heiress. They pat him on the back and went, good job. (laughs) You invented Milo. We'll go take all the profit from that. (laughs) Here's your regular amount of money. It was very confusing, though, because when I was a kid, my mom would tell me that my great-grandfather was a chocolate scientist, and I was like, oh, he's like a mini little man made of chocolate in a lab coat thought he was like a little scientist made of chocolate he was the candy man that got guillotined good if that is what this podcast shall lead then good (laughs) yeah awesome (laughs) that's great get amongst it get amongst it (laughs) so this came out in 2009 importantly Recep Ivedic 1 came out in 2008 for one. And okay. they were kind of made not quite simultaneously, but very quickly. Yeah. It stars Shahan Gokba, mm-hmm. Gokbakar, and it was directed by his younger brother, Togan Gokbakar. Okay. Uh, keep it in the family. Nice, nice, Keep it nice. in the family. The budget, impossible to find anywhere. Okay. I, I couldn't. I tried my best to do some extra research. The only thing I could find is that an article by FilmNewEurope.com referenced that both the first one and this were made for less than $2 million. Okay, I can believe that. So that's the budget. Mm-hmm. Box office also found inconsistent things. On Wikipedia, it was $33.5 million um, Turkish lira which is about $1.95 million, like okay. US dollars. But IMDb and Box Office Mojo said it made $27.7 million, and other things I found say that it's probably that number. Okay. So made a ton of money, like absolute fuck bucket load of money. Um, normally we don't do a history here, but I because it's a Turkish thing that we don't know anything about, I thought it would be good to give some Please. extra context than just the overview. Please. Shehan Gokbakar became popular after he created the landmark sketch comedy series. Also, apart from his name and his character's name, I didn't look up the pronunciation of everything. Yeah. Uh, Dikat Shehan Sikabilir. The sketches are apparently still widely watched on places like YouTube and TikTok, with the series being seen as something of a cult classic. Okay. The character of Recep Ivedik was created in one of those sketches. After he appeared in his brother's film, Jen, uh, Shehan and Togan uh, reunited to start the Recep film series. It's particularly popular, not just in Turkey, but in many, many European countries, such as Germany, where there's a large amount of Turkish diaspora. Wow, so, okay. So it's it's not just like, hey, it's a Turkish... Like, it's because there's Turkish people everywhere, and like... In Germany, I'm pretty sure Turkish is the second largest ethnicity after really? German. Yeah, fun wow. fact. Um, it's it it like makes so much money everywhere. Yeah, it's incredibly popular for anything that is Turkish language. I think Turkey interests me so much because it really is that country that borders on mm. basically the Middle East and Europe, yeah. there's something in the language that also sounds quite almost I don't know like Chinese and like there's there's 
I feel like when you listen to the Turkish language, it doesn't just sound like a European language. It sounds like a mixture of well, European and Asian languages as well, well. Yeah, well, because that's that's what I think is interesting about like longer term Turkish history, because the Turks are Central Asian yeah. nomadic people, like the other Turkic language language groups are so far away from yeah, where Turkey is. Exactly. You know? And you can really still hear it in in this film. Mm, absolutely. It's 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 cool. It's got an interesting history and there's like the whole dispute of like, are they part of Europe? They they go, We're part of Europe and the Ottoman Empire was part of European history for ages. And yeah. then Europeans go, But you're Muslim, so that's different. Yeah. But then they try and hide it and they go, No, it's different. It's Cause, just because you're brown. Because <laughs> that's technically Asia. And then people go, <laughs> Continents are meaningless. Yeah. That's a, that's an, you're all one big continent. It's a completely meaningless distinction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's weird. But here's the overview of what actually happened in the movie, mm-hmm. which is a generous description. <laughs> Calling it a movie is a generous description. <laughs> yeah. Tired of his lack of achievements, Recep Ivedik's equally loudmouthed grandmother gives him three tasks to complete before she dies find a job, find a girlfriend, and get respect. Recep tries out a variety of jobs but always ends up fired until he finally gets a job as a half-boss at his cousin's company that their shared grandfather founded. Despite struggling to adjust to corporate life, Recep charms his way into an important business deal and subsequently earns the respect of the business world. However, despite this, he has been unable to find a girlfriend. When his grandmother calls from the hospital, he realises he is out of time and instead gets his friend Ali to pose as his partner. His grandmother is still displeased and dies in the hospital without revealing to Recep what was in her precious mahogany chest from the beginning of the film. When he goes back to her apartment, he finds that it contains nothing but a photograph of her making a fuck you gesture. To start where we just left, I actually thought the last scene yeah, was, was really was good. funny. It's yeah, really, it was really good. funny. I thought so too because he, he finally opens the mahogany chest and it is a photo of his grandma. Yeah. I couldn't tell if she was doing a fuck you gesture or if she was doing the gotcha nose gesture. Like I, it looked like she had a, thing, a thumb poked through her fingers. Yeah, it, I, I kind of didn't realize. I thought it was just pointing at him and then I only got it because the, clearly someone who is Turkish wrote the overview. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe it's a, it's a it's Turkish. A Tur- you know yeah. how like the Italian, they're like, Brushing yeah. the chin thing is fuck you. It, it looked like she'd poked basically, yeah, her thumb through one of her fingers and then did that at the camera. Yeah. But either way, he finds the portrait and he just starts like kind of tearing up and laughing in this weird way. And he yeah. was like, oh, you got me again. This is so funny. And slowly the camera just tracks out of yeah. the room with this beautiful music playing over it as he's going, ah, ah, <laughs> he, it was so funny. He you misses his, his like mean but still funny grandma. She was great. Yeah, she was say. great. And that, yeah, that was a good end scene. I think this film passes the Bechdel test, you know? I don't think it does <laughs> because I don't know if any character talks to anybody but Richard. Well, the Bechdel test is just like any all the components of like what milk, butter, flour, you whisk it together on a hot pan. Yeah, yeah, put yeah. Put it between layers of lasagna. That's the Bechdel test. But right? the problem is that if there's too much noise, the ho- the Bechdel will deflate um, right. in the oven. Right. And then Got you've you. ruined the whole thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That's why it's the f- the hardest of the French pastries. Mm. Yeah. And this I'm was glad just, we got to the bottom this, of that. This was just like that. <laughs> See, sometimes we do jokes and there's no, like, punchline, you know? Instead, it's we're just, just talking. Yeah, it's a surreal, <laughs> abstract form of humour. But if you don't get it, you're the fucking problem. So let us, clear comedy experts, talk about why this movie wasn't that funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I have to say, straight up, it's really refreshing to not watch an American film. Yeah, I know um, what you mean. <laughs> we watch so many American films. So many. So it's kind of nice to see some foreign cinema and to also learn about these characters and yeah. these movies that we never would have come across otherwise. Well, because that's also what's interesting, right? So, like, I'll get to it later, but, like, what I what I kept finding is that the character of Rijep Ivedik is genuinely, like, loved by a lot of people mm. in the sketch show. And a lot of people think that the sketch show is funny. And even a lot of the fans of the sketch show think the movie's bad. Would this be, like, Vicky from Little Britain getting her own sh- fucking series of movies? Yeah. I, it, it's almost like, you know, like, Kids in the Hall was a sketch show that had a movie and the movie was not very good. And if you just watched the movie, you'd be like, Kids in the Hall aren't very mm. funny. Or it's like if It's Always Sunny had a movie yeah. and wasn't, very good and you'd be like oh this sucks i bet the show sucks too it's, yeah it's like how cap and kim do movies and yeah. which is so unnecessary where the show That's is genuinely great. so funny but the movies suck it doesn't fit the same format it's it's overdone overused it, no one has good things to say about the cap and kim movies I, I think part of it is like the piecemeal nature of the comedy Means there's nothing sustaining it for 90 minutes. Exactly. But, but you can get away with like one joke that's about 10 minutes long, mm. surrounded by 10 more minutes of fluff in mm. a 20 minute format. Yeah. You know? 100%. <laughs> but 90 minutes? No, no way. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. There's a, there's a very distinct formula in sitcom TV that does not translate to a feature length movie. Yeah. Which is that they have an obstacle that isn't very high stakes that they can overcome through some form of humor within 20 minutes. Especially because a lot of sitcoms aren't even really three act. They're really two act. Well, some people will speculate they're really five act as well. Well, Oh, Yeah. A lot of sitcom TV works in five acts. Sure. But I I guess I mean like. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) What a dismissive reaction. No, I. I, Yeah, babe. Sure. (laughs) But I mean, there's also like, well, three act is also fundamentally four acts because you split act two into two A and two. That's a very feature thing to do. Sure. I I, I don't. Sure. No. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm saying I don't disagree, but it does mean that when we're going like, here's the strict theory of it, there's now comprehensive theories that go like, well, TV sitcom is two, three, four, or five acts, and they're all believable things. And that's why I'm like, sure, you know, whatever makes you understand the story better kind of works. Well, the structure really depends on the the genre of the TV show. Agreed. The length of the TV show. And um, things that are sitcoms tend to be 20 minutes and they're funny, so they tend to get split into five acts. That's what is traditionally meant to happen. Sure. But the, the acts aren't... Is this is this because you've done your master's <laughs> and I did an advanced diploma? Uh, sure. <laughs> so... No, I... <laughs> <laughs> it's great it's um also something else is that we're used to even splits of of structures within mm. fe- to, like it, within feature length things yeah however in tv shows a lot of the time the acts get shorter and shorter and shorter throughout yeah. the episodes you start with a longer first act and then you have a medium length second act and then it just starts getting whittled down and whittled down so it accelerates the plot mm. so that's that's also that's just a bit of information for you kiddies at home. Yeah, and I, I, I it's particularly relevant because, of course, there's zero acts in Richard Bivadik <laughs> But the- No, there's one long <laughs> one act. One 90-minute act. Because <laughs> it, it, it takes a long time to get into it, and I was so <laughs> deflated. Like, I told you right before recording that I yesterday – 
I was, I was trying to watch the first one. I was like, I can do this. I'll watch it. And I just couldn't hold my attention. So like 30 minutes in, I was like, I got to stop. I got to, maybe I'll just coast on that and I'll watch the second one. And then I got 30 minutes in. I was like, oh, I can't do this. And I just had to watch them both again today. It, meaning that I've watched these collectively for like five hours. Yeah, I, yeah. fair. You spent five hours watching this. And these movies are like 90 minutes a piece. <laughs> <laughs> How did you add two extra hours in there? Because they just, you know, you you like stop and then you go to the bathroom and then you come back and you're like, I guess I'm still watching this. And you rewind because you realize that you weren't watching properly for yeah, like 20 minutes. I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta know what happened in this movie. Do you that? know, I don't just watch clips. I feel like <laughs> I've been listening to this amazing lecture series about the Civil War, like a great courses on the Civil War, which has been fascinating. I zone out so often mm-hmm. that I, sp- I find myself having to just go back for 10 minutes of like, lecture that i completely did not hear and it's it's almost it's it's a bit scary how much your mind cannot focus and Mm. how long it takes you to realize that you haven't been paying attention as well so i've basically been spending there was one episode of this lecture series it may i maybe listened to it over the course of three days because i kept having to go back and be like i didn't listen to that i didn't listen to that i didn't listen to that i talk a lot about how i really like a a handful of DD podcasts but that's also because when a new episode, say, comes out, I will listen to it like three or four times because the first time I'm like, I get to the end and I'm like, I don't think I actually absorbed literally anything that yeah. happened. And that means I'm just fully gone. And you'd think that if you like completely zone out that you'd catch on to it fairly quickly and be nope. like, oh, got to go back. No you, no, you get like 20 minutes deep and you're like, yeah, I don't think I've been listening at all. And it's not even like I'm necessarily doing other things. Sometimes I'm just driving and I just get caught up in my own thoughts. And yeah. 20 minutes later, I'm like, holy shit, I've been listening to this podcast. Oh, man. And, and this... This is right about... Yeah, that was a crazy squid game, huh? Oh, my God. This is for people who just zoned out and then they've just started listening again. They think they've missed something. Whoa. I can't. I, yeah, I can't believe it. When Rejep just started flying? Insane. Yeah, when he went to Mars and visited the Candyman. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, no, maybe it should be we're really in the middle of something. Okay. Pause. And then, and then they'll go like, Wait, why is there no noise? Fuck you! Michelle, I can't believe you just said that. They're my coins. Well, I'm going to eat them all. <laughs> <laughs> no, my wealth and hoard. I can't believe we got to this point. How did we get here? Well, and then flash on the screen two weeks earlier. Fucking just start. You know, if you don't know how to start your film in an interesting way, that's your fucking problem. You don't get to cheat by going to the midpoint and yeah. then saying it gets interesting. Nah. It's fucking cheating. Just yeah. start your movie in an interesting way. Yeah, we've come to this movie hoping it does get interesting. You don't need to treat us yeah. in that way. Yeah, don't, don't tell me it'll get good and then you take 20 minutes for it to start. Just start 20 minutes in and write 20 more minutes of movie. What's really weird about Rejep is that this character is so mean. There's he's like so nothing likable about him, which, hey, there's heaps of comedy characters like that. Yeah. But he's also on top of that not very funny but he is just mean to everyone like one of the highlights of the film for me was when he went on this date and the woman says do i look the way that you expected me to and he's like look i'll be honest you look a bit fucked up (laughs) that bit made me laugh but that's that's why like some of the isolated scenes like his complete like supreme arrogance and ability to like just talk total bullshit yeah i can see how this is funny i think he needs to to go back to it's always sunny he needs the the rest of the gang to reflect off of when it's just him it's just like everyone going oh he's crazy yeah i do 
almost like that uh, in this film he's an he's an asshole but people just accept it yeah like he's got that friend that's helping him get a date and like he really just smacks that friend around a lot like the friend tries to give him a reassuring pat on the back and he's like don't fucking touch me and like slaps him over the back of the head <laughs> yeah. and his friend's like all right sorry Rejep. like that is a good bit of this guy that, that is, is a good bit overwhelmingly awful but no one cares well, and then in that date and this is what i mean what i love i, I love that's the one who he's talking about sushi right yeah yeah i i i wrote it down because he starts referring to sushi as a way of life <laughs> which was so funny and clearly made up on the spot and it, he he said the line, he's like going through his backstory of how much sushi is integral to him and he said i was an only child that's how i became so whimsical i ate sushi every day and then continues <laughs> on and i'm like that's good. That's funny. That's genuinely funny. I also do want to carry into my personal life saying, you look a bit fucked up. <laughs> like if Claude's like, does this jacket look good on me? I'll be like, look, I'll be honest. You look a bit fucked up. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you look a bit fucked up. It does mean that there were occasional moments of like real like early 90s level of homophobia. Yeah. Where like any time a man was saying anything, you missed there was a whole scene in the first one. Yeah. He gets into a truck and then the, oh, the truck driver has pictures of men and he realizes that he's, he's gay. gay. And boy, is Rijep the asshole about it. He's uncomfortable. Does he think he's getting seduced? Um, that's a very mild way of phrasing it. Yeah, <laughs> that is what happens on a much larger scale. Oh, no. It's, Does it's, he beat him up? Is, it, he's, is the man hate crimed? <laughs> Yeah, kind of. Oh, is, God. Is it, yeah. It's not great. It's not super oh, great. Oh, God. Hey, I get the impression, you, you know, I... I don't at anyone. I don't want at any point of this recording to suggest that this movie is emblematic of what Turkey is like. But I don't get the impression that late t- late two thousands Turkey was super gay friendly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, this is this is actually criminal. But a lot of my exposure to Turkey has been merely through the Cats of Istanbul. That's a good movie, though. Yeah, That's like a good Kitty, docker. the documentary was so sweet, and it, yeah. obviously, like I, I want to go to Istanbul for other reasons, but really, I, I do want to just see all the stray cats and give them little kisses. Apparently, in, in in Istanbul, there was this fat cat that used to perch itself against the step and put its little arm up on it, so it looked like it was reclining on the stair, and people loved it, so they made a little statue of the cat cute. and put it in the same spot after she died. I love. I want to go see the cat statue. That's cute. Let's go see the cat statue. Hell yeah i remember back in 2013 i watched this turkish movie once upon a time in anatolia okay because i was at film school and someone was like watch more international cinema and i I just like started looking up movies and stuff it's you know small town has a murder and a detective has to solve it but it's hard because they also have emotions which makes it hard to solve crime it does which you know like i want to like bag but at the same time memories of murder bong joon ho's movie is one of my favorite movies and that's that so you know yeah you can still do good with it and it was it was a pretty good movie mm. i don't remember <laughs> a lot about it maybe i should rewatch it have you seen that film I remember liking it mustang about those four turkish women that no uh, me neither well wow. it's from turkey that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah same haven't seen it either if you've seen mustang email us at rating descending and gmail looks pretty good but please don't at me (laughs) it's uh like the horse right (laughs) yeah cool but in turkey yeah cool like the car no yeah no 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 no. they don't have cars in turkey no that's not what i said it's an american car that's pretty fucked up of you to say god it's very backwards (laughs) no look michelle 
I'll be honest, that was a little fucked up. <sighs> All right. In the words of Reshep. In my defense, I didn't actually say the thing that you said I did. All right, replay the tape. I hate turkey. They're all so backwards and ugly. Mickey. Michelle. The mouse. (laughs) (laughs) How could you? It flatters me that you think I sound like that. And why am I flattered that I sound like Mickey Mouse? (laughs) It's just Mickey's so (laughs) femme-coated. What was it? Oh, no. Because I, I just, I wrote down, I, st- I got to the point really early on, on my second watch through of just like writing down some of the bits I thought was funny. Thought yeah. it was funny. I like early, there's this like montage of him calling employers, which if it was like a one and a half minute sketch in a show, funny. In a 90 minute movie, move on, you know? But there was a couple of funny bits in that. There was. And one of my favorite bits is he's to, like, We've seen a couple, and then he's like, who is this? No, you called me. Who? Who is this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> There was that bit where he called up and he went, uh, look, I just saw this job listing. Um, I can't do it. You know, I called up because I wanted it, but I can't do it. I'm sorry for wasting your time. And he just hangs up. <laughs> yeah, there's these funny bits. Yeah. He, just, he needs someone he to has, bounce. You know he has comedic chops. Yeah. He just didn't deserve a movie. This really harkens back to Freddy Got Fingered. Uh, it, look, Freddy Got Fingered I, I didn't like, but at least it had a supporting cast. Yeah, yeah. Everyone in this movie that isn't Rijep is so fucking flat. But it also flat. didn't have a grandmother that flipped him off from a mahogany yeah, chest at the But that's end. why it's not great that she's only in two scenes, mm. you know? If she's in more of the movie, I don't know if it would be on this list. Yeah. You know? Also, this was so fucking niche, but I noticed it immediately. When he starts working at the corporate place and pretending to be a boss, he's, like, walking through with all the employees and, like, saying shit that, we, that he's obviously, like, doesn't really know how anything works. Because at one point he walks up to one of them and he's like, ah, oh, yeah, is that Photoshop? And she's like, yeah. And, and then he goes, is that CS4 or CS5? And she goes, yeah, it's at CS4. And, he, and he's like, great, great, uh, do it layer by layer. And I was like, hang on a minute. So I looked it up to double check. CS5 wasn't released. So surely that must be intentional. And that's fucking right. funny then. Because CS5 didn't come out for another like year and a half, two years. So it's funny that he's asking her... If it was CS4 or CS5, that's like if I said, oh, yes, is that the 2022 or 2023 version? And you're like, it's the 2022 version. Okay. All right? right. Okay. Maybe it's maybe it's just an oversight and they don't know, but I bet they know because mm. that's fucking funny. That's that's small. That's some veep shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I that's couldn't good believe bit. that the climax of the film really did take place around a costume party. I was looking yeah. at it being like, we're 10 minutes out from the ending and he's just chilling at a party. <laughs> it's was. not even like trying to have a... Sem- you know, we watch like dumb shitty comedies like, I don't know, like College Road Trip where like yeah. even though it's stupid and, and empty, they still understand basic structure that she's yeah. still trying to get somewhere and they throw themselves out of a plane to get there on time. Like it so, had so a crazy. sense of structure. This didn't. No. He was no. just chilling at a party it, it and really, then his grandma died. It really is. His grandma, 15 minutes in, takes too long to introduce grandma. And then she's like, do these things. And he writes it down. And then he starts just going about his life. Does it take too long to introduce a grandma? I thought the first thing he does is pick up flowers and go visit his uh, grandma. Yeah. No, you're right. I'm thinking of how in the first one, because I was, get, I was th- f- getting lost, I looked up what the plot was, and I'm like, that hasn't happened yet. But we're mm. like 25 minutes in. It was. It took so long in the first one for right. anything to happen. The, the second one did just, he went straight yeah, to his you're grandma's, right. and she was like, you have to get a job, you have to get a girlfriend. So Of, of course, it's it's not like he did any, like he just he then is just, just doing general things for a while. I love the idea of you have to get respect. Yeah. <laughs> get a job, <laughs> get a girlfriend, get, get respect. respect. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people that have families that, 
come from Italian or Greek ethnicities in particular, or even just Eastern European ethnicities, there's a lot of value around the idea of respect, not just respecting mm. your elders, but respecting yourself and, and, and respecting your partner. I feel like I hear a lot of people being like, he's disrespected me. He's disrespected yeah. my family. And I guess I've never really seen anything in terms of respect or disrespect because I have Anglo parents that um, just... Well, we only respect the queen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what we respect is not talking about our feelings. Yeah, all other emotions are suppressed. <laughs> the only one is respect for class. Respect, exactly. Respect in our culture is just keeping calm and carrying yeah. on. In, 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 <laughs> in English and Northern European uh, culture, you don't respect your elders if they're poor. In, our, in my culture, we don't have self-worth. We <laughs> bottle and we die. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty healthy. It's pretty healthy. That's why the English famously healthy, happy relationship with the rest of the world. That's right. Um, hey, do you want to hear some trivia? Sure do. I sure do. IMDb trivia. So I have a couple things. Uh, first off, there is no trivia listed on IMDb. <laughs> How do you have a couple of things? Because I didn't want to just do that. <laughs> so I, I was like, sure. Is this the first time we've had no trivia? <laughs> I think it might be. Oh, my God. We've had times that there's been like, no, I think there was at least one time because I remember we just didn't have anything and then we just cut straight into the reviews. So okay, it was funny. all right. <laughs> but I did find some other things. So here was a thing I pulled. Uh, the success and influence of Recep Ivedik has been subject of countless debates and even academical research in both Turkey and abroad. Its, su- its success has spawned many similar movies and is considered as a cult series in Turkey. Recep Ivedik had, according to... Hurriyet Daily News reviewer Emra Gula, Gula enjoyed some moderate fame as the anti-hero in comedian Shehan Gokbakar's sketch shows, generating a modest fan group on YouTube. Gokbakar teamed up with his younger brother Togan Gokbakar, who first made his name as a director with some short films and had always showed an interest in working with his older brother to turn the character into a cash cow with a series of films, which proved to be the highest grossing movies in the respective years of their release and at the same time the most loathed films to come to screens in the minds of critics and intellectuals. So between that and some of the other things that I found but didn't didn't add, like this is one of those things that it like people fucking love it, but everyone thinks it's atrocious. Right. Right? It's right. it's it's like when, I don't know, like the fucking like Jurassic Park Dominion just came out. Right. It's like that kind of blockbuster where like everyone goes and they're like, this is the worst fucking movie. And then it makes fucking six hundred million dollars or whatever. Mm. Right. It's odd. I expect to have this because I don't think they're on the same level. But this before I saw it, I was wondering if it would feel very much like Borat just because Borat. Mm. Borat had really, really funny moments, don't get me wrong, but there was also a a period of time where, like, the 10 years after Borat came out, people also just cringed at it. Like, Mm. it was also a cringy film, but it made so much money and kids fucking loved it and some bits genuinely had quite a cultural impact. Yeah, I mean, it suffers from the problem of its intention and what it's doing not only doesn't always translate to the audience, but also Mm. doesn't always translate in general. Well, have I told you my theory that Borat has moved past its cringe phase and is now super funny again. At my no. wedding, I'm going to insist that Claude says, Abigail, I take you, my wife, not, and then everyone will laugh <laughs> because Borat's funny again. Wow. The Mankini, that's funny again. 
my wife. It's, it's just, funny. It's, it's funny now. It's hard to nail a, a full movie where the <laughs> joke is be awful in a way where the actual joke is is that the people who are allowing it to happen are doing so. It's, God, it's so like it's cornering people into it that are too polite to get out of it. Yes, yeah. And then there's other times where he's using it to get people to agree with him, which he I think did better in his like fake doco series thing that he did after, but didn't quite work in Borat. I just look if you're looking for an Abby's bad takes, Borat's funny again. We've gone through a period where it was cringy and stupid, but it's been, what, 15 years? Borat's fucking hysterical. My wife! So in your wedding speech, you want me to add a my wife? Yeah, 100%. So it, it'll end with like, and Claude, now you can finally say, my, my wife. wife. Yeah, and everyone, by that point, I will have introduced, like, seated it throughout the thing so people yeah. will know what's coming. And so the whole crowd will go, You're actually wife. wearing the green mankini and you've got a fake Borat moustache on. Everyone's like, that's fucking hysterical. You know, at my house, I live in apartment and someone has a wi-fi network near me called my wi-fi um but it has in brackets borat next to it hysterical i just my wife i just can't imagine so being funny. kazakh and going to any english-speaking country in the last 15 years and having to say i'm from <laughs> kazakhstan and then what happens after yeah i i cannot imagine yeah. how <laughs> horrid it must be it isn't saying that kazakhstan's one claim to fame was that it is in borat you know that's what people know it as but that's Kazakhstan his English claim to fame. Is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kazakhstan is the greatest country in the world. All other countries are run by little girls. Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan, et cetera, et cetera. You remember, I mean, that's, that's not much of it, but it's more than I still, it's still more than I expected. It's just because something so hysterical really lingers. So my last piece of trivia, <laughs> this was the highest grossing Turkish film in 2009. It broke the all-time opening weekend record in Turkey and... Every film in the series is the highest grossing film of that year in Turkey, except for the third film, which was the second highest. Wow. Yeah. We do have a lot of equivalents. Like, I feel like like later Austin Powers was stupid, but people would flock to see them, you know? Like, we've America is also prone to having... The Spy Who Shagged Me might even be the best one, you know? The Spy Who Shagged Me, that's the first one, right? That's the second one. Oh, I'm thinking about what's the fourth one? There is no fourth one. Okay, so the last one's Goldfinger. Gold I take member. it back. Goldfinger is the Gold Bond member. movie. Yeah. Goldmember. I take it back. They're all amazing. Yeah, they're all great. <laughs> okay. Bad analogy. It was. <laughs> ah, gotcha. Got Maybe ya. I can bring it back to Borat somehow. Uh, what? <laughs> you don't have to. <sighs> My wife. It's just so good. I mean, the the analogy is already there, and that Borat was a character on the Ali G show. Or, yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, it's a similar like coming up from a thing, and then people are like, that sucks, but also it's great, but also it sucks. Hey, do you want to hear some reviews? Yes. <laughs> This says 4.2 on IMDb, or on the list it was 4.2 on IMDb. It now has 4.3, so it's aging like a bad wine. That was uh, my review that boosted it up. Sorry, yeah. 10 out of 10. Um, there, it, It's not on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Some of them are, but they have so few reviews that it'll be like 50%, and that's because one person gave it 10 and one person gave it 1. Yeah. It was really hard to search for critic reviews. Because English critics didn't review it that okay. I could find. Because yep. why would they? And of course, it's hard for me to search for things in Turkish because I don't know if I found the right thing. Mm. So even if I translate it, I, I don't know if I found the right thing to translate. Okay. It's hard to do this <laughs> when it other language. So I, I did find a handful of reviews, but I pulled from this one from filmdienst.de, which is a German website. 
this is mostly through Google Translate with some slight word changing from me for things that were obviously nonsensical. Okay. Uh, the dumb and clumsy Rijep, played by ter- popular Turkish comedian Shehan Gokbakar, bullies his way up modern Istanbul. The film walks a fine line between ironic distance and a resentful offer of identification for male losers in the modern era. Okay. So there's a very wordy review yep. <laughs> from a German website, but it means I did it. I found it. And no one can say I just look at clips. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's some IMDb reviews. There were only some because I don't know how many Turkish people go on IMDb. This one's titled Not a Movie, But Excellent for Laughing by Salim1903. I agree with comments that this movie is not a real movie, but its aim is not creating something that has an artistic value, but it is to make people laugh. When I watched it, the whole people in the movie theater were laughing continuously. Since this is a comedy film and it can make people laugh, the rest is not so important. It is definitely better than the first one. I actually agree. There are more characters and more places and the script is better, except for the first half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) The grandmother's talks uh, and Rijep's speech to the crowd nearly in the end of the movie were the funniest, I think. If you want to just laugh, then don't hesitate to see it. But the jokes are for only Turkish people to understand. 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10. It's a lot of criticism for a 10 out of 10 review. So, yeah, a lot of criticism for 10 First out of 10. First half hour wasn't that good. 10 out of 10. <laughs> it's it's not great. It has no artistic value. 10 out of 10. <laughs> um, and this one was The Best Movie by Hamadreza0099. This movie is best movie for fun. This movie is full of laughs. The film was very interesting. I recommend this film to everyone. The film is set for a hard See and be happy. The dialogue in this film is excellent. The author has worked very well. Thank you for this read. Please continue this series. Continue this series, please. This movie is best movie for fun. This movie is full of laughs. The film was very interesting. (laughs) I I recommend this film to everyone. (laughs) The film is set for a hard... See and be happy. The dialogue of this film is excellent. The author has worked very well. Thank you for this read. Please continue this series. 10 out of 10. That sounded like a string of Duolingo (laughs) prompts if you're learning a language. It did. It also circles. Jason bought a strudel. The middle. Good morning, Jason. (laughs) Yeah, it did sound like that. We went to the park. We ate croissants at the park. <laughs> it, it made it also sound like some sort of like series of haikus. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, I mean, those guys loved it. What was your review? I'm not sure if I can top the Duolingo owl that's been <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fluttering around the IMDb comment sections. Look, there were some funny moments of it. So that's something. That and we're dealing funny. with a comedy. Yeah. And it was refreshing to step outside of the US for a little dabble in some European cinema. Um, but it wasn't a movie. <laughs> it no. wasn't a movie. It was a string of moments tied up with him having a goal to get a girlfriend and a job. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually not full of dread after watching it. Yeah. And that's really special for me these days. <laughs> that's a that's real really notable. This list um, has taken a toll on us in the last few weeks. After our famous hot streak, this has been a bit of misery. <laughs> <laughs> We're also going into a cold, cold winter watching terrible, terrible movies. Someone please help. <laughs> We're not doing well. <laughs> 
We'll be sending out little like cryptic SOS messages <laughs> in our tweets. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag help us. You'll hear in the music the rhythm of the guitars change to be an SOS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was very short. <laughs> and again, that's really special to me as well. I'm going to give this film... Oh, it's not really a movie. No, it's, it's not. not. It's not. It's not. Uh, it can't even be a two. It's that's probably like I'm a 1.5 out of 10. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I agree that it's better than the first one. I agree with this person that it's better than the first one because the first one has better reviews, but like, God, that one was just so slow and not, mm. and even less happened. And this had some funnier jokes in it. Yeah. But yeah, if, if the baseline we've set is two is a movie, this isn't a movie and I cannot, <laughs> I cannot. I will not abide. I will not abide. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little higher, one point seven. But the caveat is, yeah, you know, if you you could make a five minute compilation of this and it'd be funny, mm-hmm. sort of, <laughs> ish. It'd be funny esque. I think some tighter <laughs> script editing and direction could maybe make it funny. Yeah. You know, aside from that, you can um. But hey, 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 hey. What what happening here? Yeah, I mean, we just did that for however however long it is, but. You know, if you want any more, or to, you want any more, or to join us, you want to join us. You know, in the in the extra funnies, put you can in the giggles, put in the giggles. You can do you find us. Enter the little giggle realm with us. Do you want to tread the light fantastic in the little chuckle box? <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> the pathway to the giggle zone is at rating descending <laughs> at rate descend pod on Twitter at rating descending on TikTok or. To get into the chuckle box, mm. you can email us. To get locked in the chuckle box. At, <laughs> with no escape. Mm. You can email us. Swallow the key. At radiantdescending at gmail.com. Or <laughs> you can find us on our personal account. I'm on Instagram under Abigail J. Ward. But if you want to come come to my personal giggle box, no. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away if from. If you want to get in my giggle box. <laughs> st- Stay away from my giggle box, <laughs> which is at michelle.stclair She on has Twitter a girlfriend. And Instagram. <laughs> or you can leave us a review wherever you find your giggles. We are on, well, I don't need to list this to you. You know where to find us. Yeah, leave you, us a review. You know where you are. You're already there. Don't hold this against us. Wherever you are, you're already there. Wherever you are, we're there too. And we're breathing down your neck. But hey. That was Rejep Ivedic 2. Sure was. What are we watching next week? Next week, we're watching the 2014 film, The Legend of Hercules. Ooh, baby. And I'm keen. I'm keen. I'm keen. I'm keen for another action thing. I'm keen as a bean. I like swords and sandals. And I famously in love Greece, them both. they had both. I like it when the sword and sandals are together. Like, they're the same. What I'm interested in is, do you think this is going to be a, a historically accurate portrayal of oh, Hercules? Fuck no. What? Fuck no. Oh no! I've invited my archaeologist uncle to watch this with us, and I'll look like a fool! Yes, I'm here already! No! Oh no! no. Uncle Gerard came early! We need to go. <laughs> I think this is it. I, I think they've left. I think, I think yeah, the audience is we're gone. We're leaving too. <laughs> right. I'm out the door. See ya. Step, step, step. Door closed. <laughs> where, where did they go? <laughs> oh, I'm still here. I guess I'll wait till next week. <laughs> See ya then. It'll be fun. There's no way I'm keeping any of this, right? <laughs> <laughs>